0: Hey guys, today I'm going to be talking about five things I really dislike to source, I won't say hate, and why, and any exceptions, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Reseller Niche Podcast. A show for e-commerce buyers and sellers where we investigate unique items being bought and sold and show you how research equals knowledge equals profit. Welcome back. So I've been buying and selling things for years in lots and lots of different categories um, and or niches, whatever you want to call them. And today I picked five things that I personally didn't find that much success with and why possibly I didn't and then um, why I don't like to sell them. And there are a few exceptions to these rules, so I'm going to go into that too. Um, And I know just... Disclaimer, I'm sure plenty of you guys have been able to sell these items, pick these items, source these items, and they've all done really, really well for you. So this is very specific to me, and I'd like – actually, if anyone has sold these items with success, and I'm sure you have, I'd love to hear about it. If you want to leave us a voice message at our anchor page, uh, so please do. Uh, I'd love to hear any disagreements, comments, whatever. Leave us comments. All right, let's get straight into it. Uh, number one, this is probably pretty common. I'm not, not a, not a fan is an understatement. I really do not like to sell children's clothing or baby clothing specifically, especially used, and especially on eBay. Um, I just have not had success with it. Um, you already, you always see them at garage sales. You see sometimes show up at a garage sale and it's all baby clothing, toys, uh, strollers. Um, that type of stuff, the type of stuff you can't even donate, actually, unfortunately. A lot of baby stuff you can't donate. Like, you can't donate car seats, or uh, strollers, I believe, or anything. Uh, actually, I was at Goodwill donating today. You can't donate anything that they said that a baby would fit in. That's how they described it. Like, I had a baby, like a barrier like a uh, that would go between the bed to help make sure the baby doesn't fall off the bed. Like a baby gate, they didn't take that, even though it was brand new nearly. And, uh, I have like a baby bath foam thing. They didn't take that either. So I was just trying to donate that anyways. So I don't like picking that stuff up, um, at all, even though I have two kids, so I have tons of kids, clothing, baby clothing, uh, shoes, all of that stuff. Um, it, it's you can sometimes donate the clothing, um, which is basically what I do. But, um, I don't really try and sell it at all. I have a ton of it too. So uh, I try and give it to uh, other nieces, nephews, that kind of thing, if possible, but uh, never really try to sell it. Um, I, one thing I would say as an exception to this is that with me, I found a lot of success away from eBay, but on Amazon, especially new inbox box stuff with kids and baby stuff. what i mean by baby stuff i mean everything from to do with baby like feeding babies clothing babies toys little these little doohickeys that you get they're like toys and like to distract them while they're eating that kind of stuff i found a lot of them over the years that are really low rank really light really easy to send in amazon um some of them have become gated recently but so my exception to the rule is selling this stuff on Amazon FBA, if possible, uh, especially if it's low rank stuff, you know, test it out, make sure you're not gated first and all that kind of stuff. But especially now during COVID, one thing I've noticed is that the necessities, obviously food and anything eat, you know, like diapers and food related, uh, feed related, um, formula related, any of that kind of stuff does really, really well. Um, so I uh, check and see your account, see if you're you know able to do that and then you know uh, check with that because uh, that is my exception to the rule. Amazon FBA for baby type stuff. So moving on, number two on my list of things that I don't like to sell is individual or loose postcards and what do you call it ephemera, ephemera. I think that's the word for it, ephemera, which is basically like old pictures. And I believe it actually refers to old vintage paper. Um, I've never personally had a success with unframed and loose postcards and ephemera. It's just sat for me forever. I don't know why. I've had decent success with framed pictures, especially older ones. I had some of like farm equipment, it was a picture of like a cow. Or a bowl and farm equipment and some random farm in the Midwest. That sold for like a hundred bucks, like maybe a year ago. But individual pictures, I have a ton of them. Individual postcards, and I have a ton of them. I was never able to really sell, personally, for me. And I know there's a, some really good postcard YouTube channels. I forget the guy's name. I was watching one the other day. I I just personally don't have the experience with it, and I don't have the knowledge of which cards, which pictures to pick. Specifically, I do so know about a few niches. I won't go into it because I don't want to say the wrong thing, but for me, it didn't work. I'll give you an example. I probably, I think I picked this on Instagram. I sold a lot for about $400 of postcards, it was like over a thousand postcards. Individually, I had been trying to sell this lot for, I don't know, 18 months or so. And I'd sold maybe five. Out of those five that I sold, and these are postcards. They varied from you know cities and pictures and landscapes. Um, anyways, I sold five total. Two of them I had returns on. The most expensive one individually I was able to sell was 9.99, including shipping and including the little cardboard like thing. So that cost. I had to go on. You know, I had all these cardboard backing things so they don't get folded over and bent in the mail. So just for me, I thought it was a great idea at first. I like learning about new stuff. I like the history of it. I might learn about it first if I'm gonna go back into that and then, you know, find out what's good, what's not. Um, but for now, if I get postcards or ephemera, I'm gonna lot them up. Big lots. They will probably sit like that last one I said is about eighteen months it sold as a big lot. But other than that, I haven't had success. So that would be my exception. If you get postcards and ephemera, I would recommend lining them up unless you are really going to have a lot of, you need, I would guess, thousands of them in your inventory to make it worthwhile to sell that type of thing. Um, Otherwise it might be something that you're sitting on for not very much money. Moving on number three on this list of items. I don't really like to sell Happy Meal toys. And I don't know, I I don't really care if they're from McDonald's, Burger King or Jack and box, Carl's Jr. or wherever Taco Bell, wherever for me, they don't really sell well. Um, excuse me. I think we've all seen them. You can get them for like a quarter, 10 cents, five cents a piece seal. They're vintage a lot of times, 20, 30 years old. Um, they look great because sometimes they'll have like awesome characters, Disney characters, movie characters, sporting, you know, even like you can get like basketball figure type things. So they look really cool. But for me, I, I've never really been able to sell them for a good deal of profit. You can sell them, but it's minimal profit. And I have two exceptions to this rule, which I'll go through in a bit, but I'll give you my backstory. My biggest flop. It wasn't a crazy flop. I bought probably 250 to 300 of these things sealed. They're all mid to late nineties to early two thousands It's 80, 90% McDonald's and then Burger King, Jack in the box, Carl's Jr. mixed in there as well. And I think 99.9% sealed and in good condition, like the bags were even worn or anything like that. It was a lot. It was a giant tub. Anyways, I thought, you know, five cents a piece, you know, I can't go wrong. I sold a handful, and they really sat. I mean, it was like free shipping, five, ten bucks a piece. For months and months and months, they sat. And I, Eventually, I ended up selling whatever I had left. I think it was close to 250 I had left over. And I think I just ended up maybe breaking even. I mean, a little bit more than that. I mean, I got five cents a piece, but not anything like what I was thinking I was going to get out of these. You know, I was assuming that I was going to make tons of money. You know, 250, 300 of these, five cents a piece, sell them at least, you know, five bucks a piece, 10 bucks a piece. Sounds good. In reality, it wasn't. So I do have two exceptions to this, mainly how I broke even more. There were some in there and I didn't have a lot of the cool, super cool ones that sell, but I did have one that I found out about uh, or two. Actually, I had a lot of Toy Story ones in there from, I don't know if it was Toy Story two or three, uh, maybe even Toy Story, the original Toy Story, those seem to do pretty well. I saw two or three of those and about 10, 15 bucks a piece, nothing crazy. The ones that really sold immediately were something called universal monsters it was like the mummy um it was like a vampire type like frankenstein type one there's like five or six different characters something like that i didn't have all of them but i had like four of them i think they all sold and they all sold fast about 15 bucks a piece but they sold fast as what I, I noticed more than any of the other ones um there are some other ones i'm blanking on the name of it there's a doll one that i think it's from the late 90s supposedly that sells well beanie babies i've heard i would not i was going to put that on my list but as, as a side note i would be very careful of those um but universal monsters that's one to watch out for if it even if it's a happy meal toy or regular toy um people love that kind of stuff um and it was good for me at least i sold some right And then the other one that I didn't do, because mine were older, but I know people that do uh, as an exception to the rule of not buying half meal toys is if you can get them the first week they come out and you, there's usually what, I think six of them, eight of them, sometimes up to 12 of them. If you can get the entire set fast and get it listed really fast immediately, then that works a lot of times, especially if it's a new movie, um, a kid's movie, obviously, and then something that's hot right now. That is something that's really hot for a very short amount of time though. So you gotta do it fast and get them out of there fast. Um, and another thing that I've noticed is with mine, Toy Story was doing well because I think the newer Toy Story had come out. So if it's a sequel to a movie that had an older one and you have that older version, you know, like mine was like Toy Story two and like Toy Story four was out or whatever it was that works as well because obviously people are looking for the older one. And if it's new in box, new in package, that's good too. So my two exceptions to the rule are, you know, if you can find universal monsters or something, a sequel to something that's out right now, currently, or a full set, those work well with Happy Meal toys. Otherwise I would avoid Happy Meal toys if you can. Okay. Number four on my list, and this is on, might be for some, you might say you know what that doesn't make any sense number four on my list is neckties i've really not done well with ties at all and i've had literally probably like 500 in my inventory at one point and i must have just bought the wrong ones i got them i think i got most of those uh, next to nothing uh from the bins in the bay area and um so and they weren't in batch they weren't new but they weren't in bad shape. Some of them had some pretty cool designs, some brands I'd heard of, and they just sat. I sold a handful, uh, maybe six, seven. I think I sold one for 50 bucks. It was a college tie. It was, I think, in Nebraska. Is it Nebraska? I think it was. I can't remember exactly which college. It was a college tie, though. And and that sold for fifty bucks, and I've sold three or four for ten to twenty bucks. One of those was a Trump tie, um, and then I can't remember the other ones. I wouldn't even remember the brand. It was just some random brand. The rest sat, and I think I don't, I don't think I listed all four, five hundred, whatever I had. I listed maybe a couple hundred, and I just maybe I just got really really bored of ties, even though they're really light, really cheap really easy to list, and really easy to ship. they weigh you next to nothing. I just, yeah, it wasn't for me. So I'm sure there's people out there that sold ties and done really well. If you have that volume, if you, have it, you can do it. Uh, so for me personally, it was a no-go, even though uh, I know I'm sure some of you have done really well. I guess I have heard of exceptions. For me, I don't have an exception to the rules that, other than maybe that Trump tie or college type type, I've heard about, you know, people getting super high end brands like Hermes and selling it for crazy amounts of money. I've never found one. So, um, and I would also be pretty freaked out about, you know, getting it. I mean, I guess you can get it checked out, verified, see if it's legit or not. But, um, so I guess those would be my exception. Something that really stands out. Maybe something that's trending, maybe something, you know, um, you never know, but uh, ties for me are just not my thing. So last on my list for today, number five, the, the fifth thing that I really don't pick up anymore to uh, sell are printers, um, you know, computer printers. Um, I used to sell a fair amount of them, I would say. Um, I, I used to do a lot more FBA, I used to send a lot more electronics to FBA and some to eBay, uh, especially if they were missing something, missing a manual box, et cetera, uh, or they just were not in great shape. Uh, but I used to be able to sell a fair amount. This isn't something I sold a ton of, but I sold enough of them to where I would look for them when I went into a thrift store or wherever, a garage sale. I started to see people sending them back though. And for me, uh, the kicker was I had one that was I thought really, really, really good shape. I sold it on eBay as opposed to Amazon because I think it was missing the manual or something. Uh, but I had tested it worked It printed. The guy sent it back and he had replaced the paper tray with one that didn't even really fit. So it was like jammed in there. So I thought, okay, first first look, I thought, okay, maybe in the box when he shipped it back, he just, you know, it got jammed somehow it was almost a different color. It was kind of like this brownish beigeish color when the printer was gray. Um, so that really annoyed me. Second thing, uh, eBay sided with the buyer and they said, you know, um, it is what it is. He didn't leave me negative feedback, thankfully, but he sent me back another printer, uh, which sucks and it's pretty unethical, but I guess it is, could have been worse. Um Anyways, that was part of the reason, I, I, I mean, that wasn't the only reason. I just, I did get a few returns on printers. Uh, on FBA, when you get a return, it's pretty common. They get things trashed when they're sent back to you because they don't always box things very well. And um, so I, w- I wouldn't have expected that if it was on FBA, but this was from eBay. And, I you know, very specific pictures and everything, description and still uh, yeah so I was out that money so for me printers um, and uh, I do have a couple of exceptions to the rule um, not always that I pick up to sell though uh, I, I mean I like smaller printers like Dymo if you can get those Rolos those sell pretty well I, obviously if they're new in box some Amazon FBA that type of thing that's you know that's a no-brainer um, and a lot of the newer printers even brothers brother does really well I have a brother printer and I used to overlook those at first but those do really really well um, but one kind of odd one that I didn't buy the sell, I didn't even buy it I just went with my friend he asked me to come and help him move a printer because he found one this is in somewhere in Cupertino, near San Jose or in San Jose it was this giant banner poster type printer and it really was big i'm talking i'm guessing it looked like the size of a couch um it was probably made to print banners that are like six eight ten feet i don't even know but uh we looked this thing up online brand new it went for i think like five thousand or something ridiculous like that and it was a heavy son of a gun it was it took us two of us and we were struggling the guy helped us move it into his pickup truck so we were able to move it that way so if you can, if you <laughs> if you need that kind of printer, or if you can store it because it's big, or you know you, you have the ability to wait on something like that because not everyone needs an industrial-sized banner printer. Um, those are something to look out for. By look out for, I would say like Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist. You know, offer up um, local um, because buying one of those and paying for the shipping would be pretty bad. But know, uh, if you need it or if you want to flip it, if you're into that kind of like larger items, industrial size printers would be something to look out for. And that would be my exception to the rule for buying printers. And I, I guess my main thing with printers is it's very easy to say there's something wrong with it and send it back. And I wanted to stay away from that as much as I could. Anyways, long story short, that is my list for today of five items that I do not really source anymore. I'll probably do a list of five items that I do like to source right now um, in the future. But please, 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 if possible, if you can leave us a a rating on Apple or anywhere you're listening to us, uh, that would really help. And also we would love to hear from you any comments, uh, any messages, questions uh, that you might have. You can can leave it on our anchor page, anchor page, anchor.fm forward slash reseller underscore niche and then leave us a message voice message when I play it on the air or at least we'll read out the question if you don't want us to play it so anyways until the next one thank you for listening and thanks for listening to reseller niche have a good one bye thanks for listening to the reseller niche podcast show notes and social media links are located at resellerniche.com Please comment, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.